Welcome to PodChamp. You are about to hear a one-on-one interview with a deep insight on one of the most prevalent issues today. If you yourself would like to be interviewed, please listen all the way until the end for more resources on that. Thanks. Okay, so welcome to PodChamp. Uh, glad you're here. Um, so before we officially start, how was your day? I It was good. It's been good so far. It's only 1231 right now, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. I'm glad to hear that. So the topic we're going to be going over is COVID-19 in the U.S. and how choosing to open schools during this time has, like, very different effects. So I just searched it up right now, and currently the cases for corona are, like, at 14 million. Ooh, um, that's not yeah, <laughs> 600,000 deaths and 8 million people recovered. But in the U.S., we have 3 million with 137,000 plus deaths and 1 million people recovered. So um, I let all the people I interview choose what they want to talk about. So my question for you is this. What made you choose this topic? Mostly just because uh, I chose this topic mostly just because it's some it's like it's something really big happening right now. Mm-hmm. A, a big topic that's been going around is like, oh, when are kids going to go back to school? Are they going to go back to school? How are they going to mm-hmm. learn doing online? That's stuff? true. All these different like factors and whatnot. And and with the number of COVID cases in the U.S. right now, it's it it's going to probably keep us from going back anytime soon. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It's it's also just a scary topic for a lot of people to think about, I guess, because with how dangerous COVID-19 can be for certain people and how some are choosing to ignore the debilitating effects of this illness. It's kind of, it's, it's horrible to think about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I know that for like uh, both of us right now, like the school sent out a survey on whether it wants to open or not. And they sent it out like twice already, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think, so I don't think I actually got that survey. But. Yeah, but um, how do you um, how do your experiences um, help you relate to COVID nineteen and its exposure in schools? With in schools, with how packed like halls can be during transition periods and how close everyone is to each other, I feel like with if schools reopen during this time, it's gonna cases are gonna shoot right back up to where we first were. Because for a while we had like very, we were actually like getting really low in the number of COVID cases we had. And then the second we got like, we, they said we could like, oh yeah, you can go to businesses and you can reopen. They shot right back up to where they were and they're getting worse than when we were at our like first peak. Mm-hmm. And, and to just re, I feel like reopening schools is going to make that worse again. We're going to get another huge spike while we're already in one. And we can just look at the statistics from a lot of these, from a lot of states, and we can just see that when stuff reopens, stuff shoot, like these cases shoot back up. And in Florida, in like a lot of these more southern states where people, where people can be very religious and I don't like not trying to bring religion into it too much. I don't really like talking about it too much, mm-hmm. but uh, just... I feel like it's very dangerous to reopen schools during all of this is what I'm kind of getting at. Mm-hmm. So. so like where we're situated right now, I don't think they're going to open the schools, but I know that there are other um, states and countries opening. I heard that California and New York are doing that soon. And Denmark apparently is going to reopen. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, what would your advice be to people going back to school during this time? Oh, I really don't know. I guess it would be just keep, like, social distance, wash your hands. Mm-hmm. If you need to, like, like, honestly, people, when schools do reopen after, even after we do all, our, all of our online stuff, they're probably going to say, like, yeah, wear a mask or mm-hmm. yeah. just that way we can keep, uh, just keep people safe from all of this. So it's honestly just going to be, so try to social distance as much as you can. Avoid unnecessary contact. Mm-hmm. Uh, wash, wash your hands. That's it, really. Yeah. <laughs> everything you apply when you go out in public, do it at school, but do it better because a lot of people are close together closer than you would honestly be in a public setting too so yeah that's it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i can't believe we're at like 14 million cases like globally that's crazy (laughs) on and another big thing that i learned recently was there apparently remember uh remember from a few years back the sars outbreak yes yeah so i learned recently that when SARS was first discovered in a lot of other countries, guess who, guess where SARS originated? Um, where? It originated in China and was kept a secret of its uh, outbreak. Yeah. <laughs> it, was yeah. kept, it was kept secret by the Communist Party in China for a while. Like, they didn't want, and honestly, like, I'm, there's no telling how many, I've probably just because I don't know, but there have probably been so many different illnesses that have just come out of China. And they kept secret because they have an air quotes image to maintain. It's it's very scary that the they're so like they pride themselves and their the Communist Party prides themselves mm-hmm. on their image so much that they're willing to put millions of people in danger to try to maintain something that people are already on the fence about. It's and it's very it's very scary because these illnesses that come out of China and a lot of those in a lot of the Asian, more Asian countries, it's it's very scary to think about all these illnesses that cause severe problems. And my uh, grandmother, my grandmother has uh, uh, breast cancer, and she's ac- she's actually uh, doing surgery tomorrow to get some of it. Removed. Oh, okay. And so, it, it, like, pe- she's immunocompromised because of chemo treatment, and it's very scary because. When the when the outbreak first happened, I was with her in Louisiana, and I had actually gotten really sick. I I had probably actually come down with COVID uh, when it like first mm. happened. I I probably probably didn't, but I was running a fever of like a hundred and three. I was like dying, and I was with her in her house for during that time. My mom and I were both sick, and I was I remember leaving, and then like the quarant- like the quarantine first hitting, and I'm like, oh my god. I was terrified. I wasn't sure if my grand my grandmother was gonna get sick or not. And to think that all like these things that just cause so much pain, just like people just learning about these things just happening, and it's crazy to think about. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what the Chinese Communist Party is really planning right now. They're not planning. Yeah. They're, they're not really planning anything. It's more they're just so focused on their image and how the world perceives them. So much stuff comes out of China 
they have so much like industry and manufacturing that the world takes part in that mm-hmm. honestly we can't really do much we can't really say anything about them otherwise it's like they could literally snap their fingers and a ton of these big countries would be screwed over like think about all the stuff that comes out of china like like seriously i'm holding this headset right here and guess what it says made in china i can flip over my mouse and it says boom made in china i can literally flip around my shirt made in china my phone made in china like Mm -hmm. all these different things and it's so hard to just we can't really say or do anything about it because they could pretty much screw us over if they wanted to Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, I've noticed that they've been talking about it a lot and that they might just be making these for, like, no reason. Not, there's, like, no reason at all. And, I mean, I've personally, I've known a lot of people that have been infected, but have you or anyone in your family experienced, like, actual corona? Like, it's been diagnosed as corona. And how, uh, did, how did that affect you? Honest, uh, it was around the 4th of July. I know that uh, some of my um, family on my stepdad's side I think maybe about five people actually came down with it and we actually had to cancel our 4th of July party that we were going to do. And so that's, that's the only real way I've been affected. But other than that, I don't, I haven't had any close family members of mine contract COVID-19, which I'm very fortunate for, but yeah, that's, yeah. So I'm already, I already think that you're against schools opening mid pandemic, but yeah. What do you think schools should do if they are planning to open besides like washing your hands and things like that? Like what should they do um with like buses? How are people going to sit in buses and things like that? Honestly, with a with a lot of businesses right now, like if you go to a lot of restaurants right now, which are very mm-hmm. few, a lot of them just like clean frequently. Like I honestly, the the only advice I could give from a teenager's perspective is in schools and like on the buses clean stuff frequently it's going to cost more but honestly it's people want to be safe people want to be clean especially in this time and honestly sacrificing cleanliness for making for holding on to a few extra dollars honestly is unsafe if they're not going to put the extra effort into keeping schools and buses clean people are not going to go and then there's no point in saying we're reopening there's no point Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, so when Corona first came around, how did you feel about it? And has your opinion changed since then? Honest. Okay, so when the first wave of like COVID kind of hit in a lot of places, when it was like first to kind of when it when people first heard like, oh, there's COVID-19 in China right now. I'm like, oh, well, that's just eh, that's China. And then it said, oh, it's going <laughs> here. Now it's here. I'm like, all right. And then I heard about, like, the symptoms where it's, like, coughing, fever, flu-like symptoms, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. difficulty breathing. Oh, I was just like, oh, it's just the flu with a few extra steps, which my opinion has honestly changed a lot. I used to just think I, – I honestly kind of just shrugged it off when I first heard of COVID-19 and all mm-hmm. it did. But now I'm seeing all the damage it's done to people, and honestly, I see the danger that it actually poses for a lot of groups of people. Mm-hmm. especially people who are ill or old or just can't take care of themselves like young children like babies who don't have as developed of an immune system as someone in their teens or 20s 
would honestly have. It's dangerous for them. It's dangerous for the old. It's dangerous for a lot of different people. And so that, mm-hmm. and now I'm really, I really started to see that, especially now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy how things work like that. They say it's like a mutation of like the flu or whatever. I'm not sure how true that is, but I've been hearing about it. So um, during this time, whose voice do you think needs to be heard right now in managing the virus? That could be like politically or like a medical professional, anything like that. Honest, I'm, I'm, this is honest. I don't know too much about politics or anything, but honestly, I feel like bringing businesses or politics into a medical disaster is very unwise because honestly yeah that's fair get involved that's when because you have the democrats and the republicans and they have different beliefs on how the medical system should be run and Mm -hmm. honestly i feel like it should be left to hospitals or no i feel like it should be left like i don't know it's a very difficult subject to kind of think about because every hospital is run differently like every hospital has different costs prices like all that different stuff and honestly, I feel like hospitals need to be very cautious in how they deal with their COVID patients and their admittance, especially since even now there's a lot of COVID, but then there's still a lot of the illnesses we already have, like cancer wards mm-hmm. where people are taking their chemo treatments. It's and just people who are immunocompromised or sick or dying is just... A lot of stuff is very dangerous and difficult to talk about. It's, yeah, just scary is all I can say, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are a few um, medical professionals talking about it. Like, I know um, WHO and CDC are talking about it. Mm-hmm. They said that if you are infected with corona, like, you should self-quarantine for at least 14 days. But even then, I don't know if someone should be out. Even if they don't show symptoms, like, you can always... There's, there's been a lot of cases where people have been asymptomatic, so I don't know if I really trust that, but mm. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's... Honestly, as long as people are following, like, the uh, like social distancing and safety stuff that we do in public, I feel like, as long as they're, like, really taking it seriously, even if you are asymptomatic, I feel like as long as you're really, really careful, I feel like people will be will stand a chance at being okay but honestly if you do have COVID-19 just stay just don't stay away from people who are like not sick just like just stay away from people in general it's just very unsafe times and a very Mm -hmm, unsafe illness we the whole world has been affected by this to a point where it's it's crazy because all these businesses who are losing money and stuff and honestly I, I I keep making this joke with my my mom and my family where it's like because of all the stuff that's been happening and a lot of people actually before I get to my joke um, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, medical professionals and scientists are afraid that COVID-19 will actually be very similar to the flu and that every year we get a new strain of strand of it and then it gets stronger and stronger and we have to keep developing a vaccine for it. And my fear is that, event, and here's the joke as well, I keep telling my parents and my family and whatnot, saying, you know, when COVID-19, when COVID-20 hits us and we get the zombies, <laughs> I keep making jokes about COVID-20 and zombies, which honestly, it's it's not in good taste. So I wouldn't make that with jokes with anyone who's too <laughs> uh, serious about this. But I am very serious. I try to limit my 
uh, social interactions with people outside. So nothing's changed much. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I mean, it seems like a lot of people are on board now with wearing masks and things. And I think that's really Mm -hmm. good. But they're like still skeptic. So since we are like, what was it? 600,000 deaths. Do you believe the death count is inflated? Why or why not? Oh, sorry. I kind of missed your qu- your comment. Sorry. Oh, okay. So, do you believe that the death count is inflated? Oh, undeniably, yeah. I mean, actually, I feel like it's kind of. It, I feel like at a certain point, it got really high and then has gone down, like significantly. Like when it first came out in a, when it first was cited in America, uh, I feel like a lot of people. Uh, some people took it very seriously at first. Some people didn't. I feel like it's how a lot of people got sick, spread it, and then a lot of people died. But now as people have seen the death toll rise, we're, we're really starting to see it fall back down. As long as we're careful mm-hmm. about this, I feel like it will definitely, like in a lot of other countries, it's like a lot of countries who have much more densely packed populations, however significantly lower populations than the U.S., they're having COVID-19 uh like they're only having uh they're only having their numbers in the single digits which i think is crazy and i'm trying to remember uh didn't new zealand actually say they had like no covid-19 cases but then they actually yeah i think so yeah um didn't they also have more covid-19 cases cuz a bunch of american tourists went there and then mm-hmm. spread it back yeah. around i thought that was just mm-hmm. ridiculous that New Zealand honestly should have probably just kept its borders closed. Yeah, because I agree. If they had just kept it closed, honestly, they would have probably. New Zealand's already a very nice country with a very good go- with a very good government that kind of manages and keeps everything in control. So honestly, I feel like they probably just could have kept their borders closed, and their whole country would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on the topic of the borders and stuff, and when people um, decide to reopen them. Um, what do you think we can expect of COVID-19? Like, um, do you think things will go back to normal or will everyone continue to wear masks? I don't think things are going to go back to normal for a long time. I feel like even when we reopened everything, uh, people were still wearing masks, which was already kind of like a rule, but it's, I feel like, Mm -hmm. I don't think things are ever going to go back to normal. Honestly, it's going to take a long time because think like in the, in the span of only a few months, COVID-19 has taken so many lives and changed so much stuff in our societies that I feel like even after mm-hmm. it, air quotes, goes away, uh, yeah, it's, we're going to have, we're still going to have a lot of people wearing their masks, social distancing, cleaning frequently. It's going it, to, it, nothing's ever going to go back to the same. I don't feel it's going to take years to undo all this stuff because it's an, it's a disease. It, it can never really fully go away. Like a few years ago, during one particularly hot summer in Siberia, a like a really I'm trying I don't remember the name of the illness. I'm pretty sure someone will probably uh, know what it is, but it's this um, disease that actually affected this um, Russian boy, and he almost he almost died. I think he did die. I'm not too sure, but it just goes to show that these thousands of year old illnesses that just can lay dormant in ice for all this time and still come back and bite us if we're not careful about mm-hmm. these if we're 
it never an ill, an illness can never really go away. There's always going to be something hidden somewhere in some little nook or cranny. Like while we may mm-hmm. like one day if we're able to eliminate measles, I'm sure somewhere out in the middle of a forest, some or some something's gonna have like some like pool of water is gonna have it, and some animal's gonna drink from it, come into contact with the human human and spread it back again, which. Actually brings me speaking of like animals transmitting illnesses. I've yeah. I've actually uh, have you have you ever played uh, The Last of Us? Either one of them. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's the most realistic way of of uh, depicting a zombie like virus apocalypse thing because it's something that can mm-hmm. actually happen. And honestly, like it, think about all like the illnesses we've had jump from animals to humans like bird flu swine flu uh hiv all these different things that jump from animals to humans and i feel like and we already have fungal infections so to think of a cordyceps jumping like the things that cordyceps virus cordyceps fungus can already do to an ant or an insect is already pretty catastrophic and to think of it affecting humans would probably be worse but Mm -hmm, that's true yeah, like, we've had a lot of um, diseases originate from, like, monkeys. <laughs> if I remember, like, Ebola definitely had, like, a strand uh, from monkeys. I think it did. It, I think there were some of the first cases were actually from monkeys, actually. Yeah. Like, they just... But they didn't close the borders or anything. I mean, yeah, because Ebola's, Ebola has actually been around for a long, long yeah. time. It's only when it it's only when it builds up to a new stage in its, in its evolution... That we really get more like it's like when it's like if when you're you don't have a lot of muscle you gotta punch someone and they're like oh that's weak they work out a bunch and then they come back punch you again and it's like oh that hurts it's the same yeah, thing yeah. people have people have, been, <laughs> people have been dealing with them for a long period of time but then they can come back and really hit us in the gut it's it's, mm-hmm. it's bad Honestly. Breaking news: Coronavirus is ripped now. You got Chad Corona. <laughs> okay, speaking of um, the news, um, which nor- which sorry, which news sources do you trust the most with Corona? Honestly, I don't really trust any one news source in particular. I mostly that's fair, yeah. Yeah, I have like three different news sources on my phone, so like I'll. If I'm ever, like, curious about what's happening in the world, I'll just open it up and see, like, all right, that's what they're saying there. Oh, this news source here is saying something different. And then this one here is saying something similar to both of them. So I can, mm-hmm. pick, I can pick out the facts or or get rid of anything that isn't true and find what's, re- what's, hap- what's really happening. And also, I kind of recommend it takes a little bit of extra time. But if you really want to know what's happening in the world, I would recommend doing that because it makes mm-hmm. sense yeah i'd say like majority of news networks are somewhat biased towards a certain side or maybe they're like being bribed to say certain things about the virus yeah so that's probably why that's there's a bit of like misinformation being spread yeah and um, final question before closing so in order to cope with the long period of quarantine what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied and productive hmm. uh that's a good question uh, like a lot of other people, probably playing a lot of video games, watching TV. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, my brother and I have actually gotten into playing airsoft, so I feel it's already that's a, good. 
it's already a sport you can play where you're required to wear a mask. I see that because mm-hmm. it's not really a mask to protect you from the virus, but <laughs> most airsoft fields are kind of out in, out in the middle of nowhere. So that's what my brother yeah. and I have been doing at least. But uh, that's really it, mostly. Kind of just. Yep, that's good. Kind of just laying back, relaxing, waiting, for, staying safe, waiting for all of this to mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. one day blow over. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, for me, I've been like trying to minimize contact as much as possible, but I still really want to socialize with people, but I know I shouldn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, the yeah. Inter- thank all God right. for the internet, though. Thank goodness. Yeah, that's true. Um. All right. So, thanks for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. See you. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you for listening to PodChamp. If you want to keep up with more political commentary, memes, interviews, or if you want to be interviewed yourself, please send me a voice message through this Anchor app. Or if you're viewing on other social media platforms such as Spotify, please check out my Instagram at Chinksplaining and DM me there. Alright, see ya!